This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined again this week by my co-host, Dane and Jane. This is becoming quite the occurrence. Um, Jane, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be back all together again. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Dane, how are you? Looking very rad this evening. You've gone yeah, for yeah, America no, with the hat. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I watched the NFL last night, really enjoyed watching the uh, Chiefs get beat. And it means a uh, part-time NFL fan, Dean, will stop tweeting about American football and let the, uh, you know, the full-timers enjoy it more. Not talking about NFL today, especially not the Chiefs losing in overtime to the Bengals, which is a disgrace. Luckily, we're not talking about defeats. We are talking about wins. And we are here to review the FA Cup fourth round clash against Aston Villa at the Bank Stadium this past Sunday, the 30th of January 2022, which ended Aston Villa 1, Chelsea 3. Chelsea started in a 4-4-2 formation with Sachira Musovic in goal, Jess Carter, Millie Bright, Anik Nguyen and John Anderson in defence. Kirby Fleming, Carton, Abdelina made up a midfield four with Wrighton and Harder in attack. Amy made full use of her substitutions, bringing on Neve Charles for Camilla Harder, Sophie Ingle for Yona Anderson, Lauren James for Frank Kirby, and Academy Duo, Amy Claypool and Emma Thompson for Jesse Fleming and Alsu Abdelina. This left Anne Katchenberger and Erin Cuthbert as the unused subs. Uh, in terms of stats, Chelsea had 51% possession, nine shots, five on target, two corners and nine fouls, compared to Aston Villa's 49% possession. Three shots, one on target, three corners and nine fouls. Uh, Jane, unfortunately, no Bethany England in the squad. She picked up a calf injury, so she couldn't play. And after that performance she put in against West Ham, it was really disappointing, wasn't it, that she couldn't be involved today, uh, well, yesterday or Saturday? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was a real shame. Obviously, with her getting the goal Wednesday, I sort of thought, right, she's got more of an opportunity to start now because she's shown everyone what she actually can do. So... 
um, when I noticed that she weren't on the team sheet, I was a bit like, oh, what's happened to her? Then obviously we found out it was a calf injury. But hopefully she'll be back for this Wednesday. Fingers crossed. Dane, that's pretty much the story of the last 18 months for Bethany England. You know, we thought this was our moment with Sam Kerr away at the Asia Cup. She didn't get picked in the first couple of games. Then she makes her impact. Then she's injured. Now Sam Kerr's coming back because Australia obviously lost in the Asia Cup to the Korea Republic to a Jiso Yun goal, believe it or not. Um, it feels like an opportunity missed this, doesn't it? Well, not personally for her. Uh, I feel overall, yes, as fans, uh, it's an opportunity missed, you know, obviously to have seen her, been given a chance and, and, and hopefully take it. But for her, you know, she wasn't picked for, obviously, so... The opportunity wasn't there uh, and we were obviously all surprised us, you know, it was all expecting it, was all looking forward to it. You know, everyone who listens to our, our podcast knows how highly we all rate her as a footballer and, and, and probably as a person as well as a human being just by, by what we hear. And obviously Jane will know a lot better than uh, me and you just by meeting her. But yeah, it's, it's a shame and it, you're right, it sort of sums up the last 18 months really. Yeah, she just hasn't been able to get that run of games probably she needed to get herself back into contention. And if you know, if she's not fully fit Wednesday, she's probably not going to play her then. I'm guessing Sam's going to be back for Manchester City because we'll want her in the team straight away. Uh, Jane, I know you was working on Saturday because you know we do have day jobs. We can't just watch football 24-7. Did you see the lineup when it came out? What did you make of it when it dropped? You know, Cuthbert rested, but Kirby and Harder both started again. What did you make of the whole you know, feel of the team? Um, I didn't actually see the lineup till about, it must have been nearer half time when I managed to get a break. I did get a notification from mum saying, find out what's happened to Beth and like, where's Beth? So I knew Beth went in the squad, but other than that, I didn't really. I didn't see it when I looked at it, when I did get a chance, I sort of thought it was sort of just a standard, a standard team to play Villa. I wasn't shocked by who she'd picked. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about you know, resting probably two players um, in the lineup when we did our preview and you know, it was Erin on the bench. You know, Berger, she rested, but given the injury to Beth, you know, she had to play harder and Kirby as well. Um, then the game was a little bit of a weird one, I would say. Um, Chelsea didn't really do much, but then we're 2-0 up in the first half and it just seemed to fall into place for us. Is that sort of a fair assessment of the opening sort of half? Yeah, obviously, you know, for us watching it, uh, we had Katie Chapman on as co-commentator, didn't we? And I remember her saying something similar, like, you know, we had, we didn't have a lot to do and yet we were 2-0 up, which summed it up sort of perfectly. I thought there was, we're always going to, with, with the Chelsea team, we're always going to be good at pressing and pressure but you know there's lots of lazy elements of play you know too many touches passing needed to be quicker and sharper the centre backs as well you know what you know you're going to get from Millie what we've always seen is uh, is amazing defending but we know she's she's licensed to uh, pass to move the ball forward she was really off her radar was off in in that first half and probably for, for most of the game she's got a little bit better actually I remember a spell in the second half where she was spraying it around and finding a player. Nguyen as well, again, defensively sound, but uh, the passing was a bit short and a little bit off. But 
you know, Aston Villa never really passed under any pressure. And I'm sure, it, I'm sure, unless my my memory is is playing me up, it took about to the 70th minute to actually had a shot on target. So we was getting away with it, and uh, yeah, you know, it is a nice change, uh, especially things like you know when you notice Cuthbert didn't have to come off the bench. So you know, if a lot of the if a lot of the team got through that game without putting having to put too much into it, without you know sounding really unprofessional. Uh, then I'll take that because, yeah, we've got uh, obviously a run of games coming up and, you know, we're going to need them all firing on all cylinders for those. Yeah, absolutely. It was a nice change, actually, not to worry about when's the goal going to come, how are we going to hold off these attacks because Aston Villa weren't doing much and I was quite surprised by that. Uh, Jane, I know you was working, as you said. I don't think you managed to watch the game. Have you, you didn't miss much is what I was going to say, but... Um, did you see any of it at all? Have you seen any highlights? No, I'll be honest, I've not even seen the goals. And I didn't realise the score was 3-1 until about 10 o'clock last night. I read something and it was like the game ended 3-1 and I was like, I'm sure it ended 3-0. So I've had all day today to watch the game and I just haven't got round. I've just lost track of time today. But after I finish recording, I am going to go and watch it. My personal advice is don't. Um, <laughs> I don't think you really need to. Dane, uh, because of the match wasn't very good, I thought we would just touch on a few performances of some players. Um, because despite collectively not looking you know, very cohesive, you know, several players did play well, including Guru Wrighton, who played sort of a bit of a weird up front or right wing, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, position. She scored twice, had a much better game against than she did against West Ham when she got subbed off at half-time. What did you make of her performance sort of as this sort of second-ish striker? Yeah, she was outstanding uh, for me. Uh, we know her potential, you know, we all know what, what 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 she can do. And yeah, I thought she was, she was she was great on that right side, you know, cutting in on her left, looked very dangerous, looked very, looked very with it. I always thought she should score more goals because she's got that, you know, she's got that in her locker. She can, sometimes, you know, her finishes... Her two finishes on Saturday was 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 beautiful, but don't take away, you know, it wasn't easy, but she she made them look easy. You know, the first goal, I think, uh, I think Kirby had a bit of good control and dribble, and, and if I can believe it, not Carter also thought had a, a really good game. Sloppy last 10 minutes, but a really good game. She put a good dangerous ball into the box and, you know, right in with great control, which we know she's got, you know, span on a sixpence and she beautifully placed it into the goalkeeper, goalkeeper's right-hand corner. Uh, and yeah, it was it, it was what was needed because you know we was huffing and puffing, you know, like a dragon, but without a fire. And and you know to an extent harder and and Kirby were you know they they sometimes they dribble they back themselves so much with a dribble that when an easy's pass on they you know they tried to uh, uh, take on a defender or a midfielder and we we tend to lose the ball. So we needed something special to get us you know get us going. And I thought you know that was that was really special. That was top class. Yeah, Brighton's one of those players that can make something happen sort of out of nothing. And two great finishes, as you said. My favourite one was when she put it like over the bar and it sort of almost cleared the stadium and she like burst out laughing <laughs> at how bad her shot was. Um, Jane, Dane mentioned Jess Carter then. She did have a very good game. Um, she set up the opener. Um, right back, I think, suits her a lot more because there's a bit less pressure on her with the ball. What's your thoughts on her best position rather than her performance, which obviously you haven't seen, but where do you think best suits her 
in that back three or maybe putting her out wide where there is less pressure on her to be the vocal point of the team? I think with Jess, it's still sort of trying to find the best position. I know against, I think it was against Arsenal, she played in the middle of the back three. Was it that game she played in the middle? Yeah. No, or she, yeah. First game of the season. I can't remember this. It's like, I can't even think what game I'm trying to think of, but I think when she's sort of either right back or left back, it sort of pressures her a bit more. She's got a, it's, I feel like her in the centre works better than being on the outside just because it's sort of, she's not got to worry that someone's going to like nip past her and get goals. Yeah, for that first, she was on the right of the three, wasn't she, for the first game of the yeah. season against Arsenal? She struggled, but Emma put her yeah. in the middle for quite a while and she was a lot better. Yeah, she's played a few in the middle and I think she just sort of suits it a lot better. Yeah, she definitely suits the middle of the three, but I think when we're in a four at right back, she looked very good going forward yesterday, Dane. She got into some good positions. Like I said, maybe a bit sloppy yeah. the last 10 minutes, but that's probably a result of all the changes that happened. The team, obviously two academy players coming on, which we'll talk about later. Um Touching on the defence again, Dane, that partnership of Newen and Bright continuing to look pretty good and, and Chelsea have looked very solid since they've swapped to the you know the back four and, and Villa hardly a shot on target and they only score with a penalty in the last moments. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, obviously I got a bit ahead of myself. I didn't obviously have time to look at the script. But yeah, but apart from their Raiders being off for the first half defensively, you know, you can't you can't fault them. You know, they were both so solid. You know, I maybe I overpraised Nguyen too much of the previous podcast because when she was uh, some of her passes were short and got intercepted, I thought me and my big mouth. But yeah, defensively, you know, they're two rocks, you know, two solid, as I said, solid Nguyen. What do we say? Nguyen, Nguyen's 22. And it is really encouraging to see that we can now obviously go to a back four comfortably with 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 with, with Millie and Anik playing there. Obviously, we're just talking about Jess at right back, who is again protected by these two great centre backs. Plus Sophie Ingle, you know, we always talk about her. You know, maybe not the unappreciated work that that you don't see her doing. She'll be there protecting uh, Jess as well, which allows Jess to go forward. Uh, she's got a good energy on her. She's actually a lot faster than she looks, and she can put a good ball in. So, oh, you know, I was really impressed with 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 the defense. Uh, as you said, we didn't, you know, they didn't get a sniff, and it was probably quite disappointing. I don't know. Obviously, Emma wouldn't have admit, admitted this on uh, live on TV afterwards, but maybe maybe disappointing to to have conceded that, that penalty. Uh, again, a sloppy tackle. Uh, so late on, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe just happy to get through. But yeah, they, they, look, they look really solid. Yeah. As someone who used to play in goal, Sachira would have been absolutely furious that she conceded in the last moments of the game when Villa probably didn't deserve to score. Um just one more no. thing on Jess Carter that I forgot to say. Being at the games, Jane, and obviously you've been at many, what I noticed about her is she's very vocal on the pitch and that's probably something she doesn't get the credit for. She's more vocal than Millie Bright, probably more vocal than Magda as well. Their leadership's a bit different, but she's the one in that middle of the three that is controlling how the team are playing and where they're dropping back defensively. And perhaps that's something that doesn't get picked up because of TV coverage. You have to be there to witness that. Yeah, a lot of the players, to be fair, are quite vocal. Um, Magda and Berger last season, was it last season? Obviously, I can't even think when we was allowed. When we went back, they sort of, their communication got better. And Jess is definitely one to sort of express what she wants and where she wants the ball. 
And I think where on TV, if the stadium's allowed, it just doesn't pick up what they're saying. But definitely at games, you can hear the conversations they're having and the bad words they say as well. <laughs> we won't repeat any bad words, but Carter's definitely the one that is orchestrating things defensively. Um, and obviously, when you're watching on TV, that you, you do not hear it or you can't appreciate it. So good to give a, a praise when it is due. Um Jamie, we also saw in this game a debut, a, a starting debut for Alsu Abdelina. She's come into the Chelsea team a lot quicker than some other signings that we've made recently. Do you think that's because like, she's just ready or because we're so short of players that Emma's not really got a choice but to play her? Um, I think it could be a bit of both. I don't think Emma sort of expected to have her so soon. I think she would have given it maybe a couple of months, but then obviously due to having so many players out injured, she sort of had no choice because we've got no other players to play. Yeah, Dave, what did you think of her performance in general? Yeah, I, think I did okay. Yeah, I, I think that's very smart. Like Jane, I got it completely wrong about about her making a debut so early. Uh, but obviously, we won't foresee obviously the injuries and and everything else and, and the Asia Cup. Obviously, we knew about, but. I, I thought it'd be a, a while. For some reason, I'd do Vanovic thought in my head where we didn't see him for six months, stupidly. But, it, you know, the squad is stretched, so Emma has not had much choice. But I think it's it's very smart to, to you know, to get her, get her up to speed by playing on the left midfield and not her, her position of, of left back. So then defensively, she, she won't get caught out. You know, she, it's a good team to play against, Billy, you know, a good strong team tactically. Uh, so she'll learn a lot from that, get 90 minutes in her, in her legs. And she's got the protection of Jonna Henderson, you know, an, an experienced, really good defender behind her. So she was free to... You know, just to learn the game, learn a bit about the opposition for future reference, learn a bit about your teammates. And, yeah, very smart because, uh, yeah, I was a bit worried about her, her being sort of thrown in at the deep end. But, yeah, I, I like the fact that she was left midfield and I thought she did really well. I thought, you know, she's looks, got a spring in her step. She looks fast as well. Uh, likes to get the, the ball forward quickly. And I'd like, to, I'd like to have seen her try to whip some more balls in just to see what that left foot is like. But, you know, her passing into Harder and Kirby, you know, was quick and fast, which I, which I did really appreciate. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes I was getting a bit confused because I had my phone uh, attached to the telly, obviously with Chelsea TV. And it's like, yeah, it's not HD. It's... Uh, it's 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 not it was so I, I was a bit I was really having to squint to, to keep up with the players and, and to work out who was what. Uh, but yeah, once I realised, you know, she was left midfield and I kept my eye on her. Yeah, I was impressed. I think it was a solid uh, full debut. Yeah, well, obviously she played left midfield at club level. She plays left back internationally, so she does know both positions. Oh, but like you said, yeah. she was a left back. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she has played there for for Russia. But um, club side, she has played more left midfield, so she knows both positions. So she's a predominantly she's left midfielder. At club level, yeah. Predominantly, but okay. I think the idea is a left wing back in the three four three. As we sort of said, we might see her later down the line, but we've swapped out from three four three. So there's more than one position available for for Yona and for Guru, as we saw in this game. All three of them played, which I think confused some people, myself included, before kickoff. Um, I don't think the pitch helped very much, Dane. It wasn't great, was it? A bit bobbly. Um, yeah, off, you can see, ball, see on the sides, good. can't you? Yeah, off the ball, she looked good in the press and, like you said, quick. Uh, pressured the opposition very well. Uh, it helps when the pitch is sort of nice and flat. You can get on the ball and showcase what you can do. I think she had to move the ball very quickly because it was hard to control it um, in this 
Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Game. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Uh, Another player, Dane, to talk about is Neve Charles. She came on up front in the second half. She replaced Melilla Harder. moved around a few different positions but what did you make of her I thought she did actually very well up front and she looked quite lively yeah again showed her versatility you know again I was I was trying to work out is that, is that gurus moved again due to the bad quality of of, of of what was coming from Chelsea TV you know I was trying to work out if that was gurus who was up front I'm like, that's Neve actually and yeah you know it's nice because you know we, we, we we've talked about her so much this season obviously right wing back a uh, right back so it's nice to see her in a, a familiar role which is a forward you know she is a forward player uh, obviously it didn't last very long because she, she obviously changed to when when Lauren come on she obviously changed her position again but yeah I like her I, I think there's more to come from her you know uh, as I said in, in the previous game uh, I really liked her energy I really liked her positivity and I thought she just looked freer I thought in previous games this season she's just looked a little bit like the pressure's on her shoulders to, to, to perform in a position she's not comfortable with but yeah, I like her and I, I again another young age and I think there's a lot more to come with her again like Erin uh, will her versatility like you know go against her because oh, we can put Neve there we can put Erin there because we know we'll, they'll do a solid good 7 out of 10 job but you know, does that limit them for for showing their, their true qualities in their you know their preferred position? 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, a shame she gave the penalty away at the end, sort of dampened her yeah. performance, but she's played in lots of positions recently and she's done very well in each game, I think. So it's good for the future, of course. Uh, talking of the future, Jane, we saw Lauren James for 20 minutes this time. So we're increasing the minutes game by game. Uh, she did look a little bit off fitness, um, which is to be expected. I don't think she will sprint at the moment as much as she will when she's fully fit. But she also showed some really good touches. Her close control was excellent. Um, should we start to get a bit excited now about we're going to see Lauren James more? Or should we wait another couple of weeks after the international break? She should be ready to go, I think. Yeah, I think definitely after the international break, we'll sort of see her a lot more. Obviously, it's exciting now to sort of see her slowly coming back. Like We don't want to rush into things and then she just gets injured again. But I'm expecting her to be back sort of maybe like 45 minutes or play or like 60 minutes after the international break. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long she gets if she comes on Wednesday um, against the club that almost ruined her career. Um <laughs> Dane, despite, obviously, the performances you mentioned, I think everybody, bar Drew Spence, had a 7 out of 10 game, which you know, is a little bit harsh, but we won't go into the negatives. We're not talking about an amazing team performance. We're talking about amazing individual performances. Collectively, we wasn't that good. We're not talking about really well-worked goals or free-flowing football. Chelsea's better players played better than Aston Villa's and scored you know, two goals and a penalty. Is that a concern heading into this next three fixtures, you know, United, City, Arsenal, that will decide the season uh, already in February? Should there be any concern? No, no. It's sort of like, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting the business end of the season quite early on with these fixtures with, with City and Arsenal. And the performance, to me, goes out the window. It's, 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 it's the getting through to the next round. It's the uh, get, gaining the three points, especially in the league. Uh, again, we all, we've obviously, as we talked about, we've changed formation in recent weeks. So, again, it's them just like adjusting to, to new formations. I thought... I thought we stifled and 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 tactically, you know, sometimes it's, you know, if, just because the players are not uh, individually doing much, you know, I always harper to Mason Mount, who will get criticised a lot for his passing ability, maybe being off for his crossing. But what you don't see is how how good he is with pressing, pressuring, you know, tackling, screening. Uh, defensive side is is amazing and I thought tactically those aspects of our game was was up there you know it, it, if you could have heard Carla Ward on the side she wasn't happy she knew but we'd we'd really crippled their whatever tactics they had you know if you if you'd have put a swear jar next to her they'd have had a sizable amount to spend on their next transfer target because oh it was effing and jeffing and I think that was all down to how well we played tactically sometimes just as I said sometimes uh, you know you'll see Kirby or harder, you know, dribble instead of a simple pass. Or I don't think Guru was guilty of that. I think she was outstanding. Or, or some of the midfielders mis misplaced the pass. Or as I said earlier, centre backs. But tactically, defensively, yeah, they they couldn't get anywhere near us. And I thought that's uh, that was a credit to how we played uh, defensively and tactically as a team. Do you think there would have been more in Kyle Ward's swear jar than Aston Villa got for losing the game, which was five hundred pounds? Yeah, yeah. Depends how if you if you if you if you're saying a respectable five pounds per swear word, yeah, you should have had about three grand in there. <laughs> Maybe that's how the FA equal out the prize money. 
uh, five pounds swear jars on the touchline. Um, Jane, I suppose the cherry on top of the win was the debuts for Amy Claypole and Emma Thompson. Uh, and it's great to see the academy still producing great talents. You know, we've got Georgia Fox and Charlotte Wardlaw, both on loan, both scored um, in the FA Cup this weekend, both their teams through. Um, you know, Emily Orman kept Crystal Palace in their game against Lewis um, by all accounts, and they went on to win that game. Uh, it's nice to see these these players we develop coming through because we are accused of sort of buying buying our talents and buying our league. So showing we can produce it as well is great. Yeah, it's nice. And obviously, although it's not nice, we've got so many players injured, it gives our academy players the opportunity to come through and sort of show us what we've got waiting to come into the first team. And it's just a nice opportunity for them. I think they're still quite young, both the girls that came on. So to have a game with the first team is just an incredible experience. Yeah, Amy's just 16 um, and wow. Emma's 18, I think. So, Jane, it's not long for you, but Dana, a long time for us since we were 16 and we certainly weren't playing for Chelsea, were we? <laughs> no, no, no. So it was Chelsea United, uh, which was like a, a local team to, to the Chelsea Football Club. Uh, yeah, no, amazing. You know, I, I was uh, so chuffed to see them come on, as you say, like Amy's just turned 16, I think, recently, and Emma, Emma 18. And, you know, they didn't look out of place. Those 10 minutes would have meant so much to them. You know, it's really good management by Emma Hayes to bring them on. Uh we probably would have flashed by if them thinking about it now, but in that moment, you know, they would have been so proud to be out there. And hopefully, you know, we get to see more of these girls. I thought they both looked lively, you know, both on the front foot. And yeah, it's, it's lovely to see because, you know, in recent weeks, we have been saying our, our, our squad and our bench has looked very stretched. And uh, it's, it's nice to see two academy players on there. It shows the future, like Jane says, something to look forward to. And, and obviously, you mentioned Georgia and Charlotte and Emily, you know, it, this is our future, hopefully. Uh, you know, you, you put them together with some, with some really good uh, world-class signings and, you know, our future is sorted. You know, hopefully our team is as well. Yeah, absolutely. We actually, well, I spoke to Amy's dad, Richard, on Twitter after the game just to say, you know, congratulations on the debut. Uh, and he shared some interesting stuff and I asked him if we could share it and he said it was OK. Um, so I just read his message out. So he said, thank you. Yes, very proud and a little unexpected. Hopefully more to come. Amy is still pretty young, only turned 16 in November. So a lot more work to do over the coming years as she develops as a player. Sometimes opportunities present themselves and all you can do is step up when asked. Last Saturday, she was playing for the under-16s and helping them get through to the semi-finals of the FA Youth Cup. Wednesday, she played for the under-18s against Reading under-21s, along with Emma Thompson, who scored two, with Amy grabbing the third in a 3-1 win. And then yesterday, both make their first-team debuts in the Women's FA Cup. Um, and then he went on to share some more stuff about you know the pair, because they both come from Reading. Uh, Amy was under-10s, Emma's under twelve. Amy was training with the under-12s quite a lot in those days, so she's known Emma since she was eight or nine, so they go back you know, a long way. Uh, and when they was at Reading, their under-12 team was managed and coached by Fran Kirby. Um, so they had previous experience with Fran. Uh, Amy moved to Chelsea when she was nine or ten, and Emma moved um, a few years after. Um, just lost my message. Um, they both represented England at various different age levels and hoping to get sort of into the older age groups now as they continue to develop. But, you know, Jane, that's obviously, they know Fran from when they were kids being coached by her. They just seem like, you know, good kids growing up 
in the Chelsea environment, and that's you know, absolutely lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it must be nice for them sort of growing up being trained by Fran and now they're actually stepping out on the pitch with Fran. Um, and it's nice to just see where they've come from and how they've developed as well. Fran probably just be as proud of them, obviously knowing them so long and sort of helping them get to where they are today. Yeah, it must be quite surreal though, mustn't it, for two kids you coached when they were like 10 years old coming on for their debuts for the team you're the sort of star player for. Must be quite yeah. weird for Fran. Made her feel a little bit old, maybe. Well, yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. You see a lot of pictures, don't you? You see a lot of pictures, obviously, when, when, when the youth are coming through at certain ages from eight, nine and ten and they're with, with, with a current first teamer and then they obviously go to emulate their first teamer and, and, and make their debut. You know, that, that, was, that, was, that was beautiful. You know, what you read, it actually made the hairs go up on my arm, you know. Uh, and, you know, it was nice that, you know, Richard, Richard shared that with us. And you're right. Well, you know, what a great role model to have, you know, to look up to and look overlook them, Fran. But... To be honest, they're probably surrounded by quite quite a lot of role models. You can I can't see anyone in that team who who, who wouldn't be there to give advice and and to help along the way. You know, Emma Hayes has always talked about it's the personality which she signs as much as the talent. Uh, she she's been in a position to sign some talented players over the years, and when she's met them, she's just realised you know you won't fit into this team. But yeah, well, you know, congratulations, Amy and Emma, and hopefully we see more of you. But you know, just just even you reading, you know, the games that that they played like leading up that week leading up to it, it's amazing. And I, I know when you're when you're young and at age, you, you feel like you can play every day if you're asked. But just goes to show, you know, you take these opportunities and take these moments and cherish them because, as I say, from under 16s to the first team within a couple of days, uh, amazing. Yeah, brilliant for them. Yeah, quite a week, I imagine, for, for the girls and their families. And it's great to see, like you said, in the men's team with lots of Bruce James, Mason Mount, you know, these guys that have been there since they was eight, then playing in the first team, it means much more to them than any signing. So great that we can replicate that in the women's team as well. Um, so there we have it, Chelsea into the fifth round of the FA Cup. The draw will take place live on TalkSport 2 in just over an hour's time. So... By the time you're listening to this, we already know who our opponents are. Uh, Jane, any preference on on who we draw? Um, as long as it's a home it. game, I can't sort of. I don't want City or Arsenal, but as long as it's a home game or a local sort of away game, I'm happy with whoever. Yeah, so there's, there's Southampton, Ipswich Town, Charlton Athletic, Liverpool, Reading, Manchester City, Chelsea, Coventry United. Durham, West Brom, West Ham, Birmingham City, Manchester United, Everton, Leicester City and Arsenal. Um, I suppose for you, you'd want um, someone at home. Charlton's you know? probably my closest. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dane, how about you? Same, an easy home draw? Yeah, and I'd say, you know, to potentially see you like Emma and Amy on the bench again and, and maybe given like a little bit of, a, you know, a little bit of a role, like whether it be 10, 15 minutes or even five minutes, you know. So, yeah, with all due respect, a, a team who, who who we can hopefully brush aside fairly easily and fairly comfortably and and, and, and give these girls another chance to, uh, you know, experience and sample the atmosphere, especially at home as well. Uh, what an amazing, you know, experience to be for them and the fans will, you know, can appreciate them and show them love and yeah so yeah we all like an easy draw don't we selfishly but for, for the sake of you know Emma and Amy and maybe you know maybe a, another few even if it's just don't don't come on you just sit there and sample it but yeah a home draw against a, a lesser team please 
Yeah, although given what's been going on with with the prize money, we know that these teams, when they play away, their fund for losing is so low that they're actually out of pocket for coming to play games in the FA Cup. So if we do get a, a lower league side, hopefully the club does something to help them out um, in this fifth round. But I've had this feeling that it's going to be ready in a way for some reason, because we don't like easy draws for Chelsea. Um, we'll see in about an hour's time who that is going to be. Um, Chelsea are back in action in a different cup competition, this time the Conti Cup semi-final against Manchester United. Uh, we'll be previewing that on our next show. Um, so, yeah, that is it for this episode. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at MoKingsMeadow. Me at D Mears, Jane at Jane Chapel X, and Dane at DWIT9. We're also on Instagram at Went to Kings Meadow. You are welcome to join our Discord server and join our community of fellow Chelsea fans chatting all things Chelsea FCW. And if you love the show and want to help us continue making content on this team, you can sign up to our Patreon. The links for all of those will be in the description box. Um, Jane, I know you didn't see the game, but some insight on the academy players, etc. Um, if you're going to watch it, um, enjoy, drink some Red Bull, keep yourself awake. Um, that is my idea. Uh, I'll see you soon for the United preview, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch the game this evening just to sort of see back or even just watch the highlights. I see back the goals. But yeah, see you on the next episode, whenever that is. Trade secrets is after this. Okay. <laughs> All cards on the table. We're just going to stop recording and then start recording again. But um, yeah, Dane. Um, it was a good, a good match in the end, I suppose. I know I didn't really hype it up very well, but you know, an easy 3-1 win is what we'll take in the FA Cup all day long. Yeah, early on it had a feel of a proper cup game. You know, as I said, you know, you could see the pitch looked a bit hard, you know, very wintry conditions. Uh, but in the end, yeah, we did what we had to do uh, and we did that fairly comfortable in the end. So on to the next round, still with the aim of being uh, the only team ever to win uh, two FA Cups in one season. Uh, with fingers crossed and yeah look forward to the draw and look forward to seeing you whenever you know Jane whenever to talk about the uh, Manchester United game coming up absolutely FA Cup is a special competition despite the prize money um, shenanigans but we work together with other football fans to fix that and then we will celebrate um, hopefully Chelsea winning another FA Cup this summer at Wembley Um so that is it. Until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.